Oh, uh, okay. So I'm like, okay, we can't. No, I can talk about crits for a long time. All the time because yeah. we're too brutal, but yeah, totally. Anyway, yeah, we, we're, we're going, we're rolling. Go man. Yeah, but we're this rolling. is the thing, right? Yeah. So, I loved brutal crits. Yeah, brutal crits are incredible. I would yeah. die for brutal crits. Yeah. I remember, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about just before we pressed record, yeah, about kind of um, really being too gentle with criticism, right? I feel mm. like you have to go through really fucking brutal crits, yeah, during art school. And I, I people always rag on like brutal like I leave crying kind of crits but I think <laughs> it's really important to go through that that whole process is meant to get you to a point of confidence where yeah. that criticism doesn't affect you so yes. I remember seeing one kind of um kind of series of crits that we had at at NAS mm. and you know I went to NAS before it was a meme <laughs> but um back when Kofa was cool I went to NAS damn that was yeah, yeah that was cool I know yeah. but um there was this crit where the artist was um uh, showing these these works and it was these kind of still life kind of like memento mori paintings of objects were found at Vinnie's or mm. discarded objects mm. and you know the the person was was talking about how oh, well these paintings are kind of all about you know recyclability and how you know people just disregard things mm. and we're from such a commercial kind of like you know culture that's hyper fixated on the new thing mm. and it's like I feel like that's a very kind of like RE-esque show. Yeah. And the crit was incredibly brutal. Amazing. It was absolutely amazing to see. They were like, okay, so what you're doing is you're taking objects that are affordable for people and instead of using them for the purpose they have, you're instead <laughs> using them for a painting. And in doing so, you're producing a new object, which is a painting. Yeah. You're making a painting as a still life and a vanitas. And that carries with it such a rich artistic history. That's like mm. a thousand years of still life painting, fucking 3000 years of still life painting. You can go to Pompeii and Herculaneum. And he was saying, I can Seriously, look at a better yeah. still life painting from a million years ago. And yeah. you're putting yourself in that lineage. Yeah. And on top of that, you're using this new canvas, you're using this new junk, basically, yeah, yeah. that you're just kind of throwing on top of such an overwrought genre. Mm. And then he went in and I was like, <laughs> he was like, you're wearing these jeans, right? <laughs> oh shit, not the oh, jeans. No. Yeah, he was, he was like, Wait till we get to the shoes. <laughs> oh, get the shoes, baby. He was like, it takes 200 liters of water yeah, to make whoa. one okay. pair of yeah. denim. And we just so, and was like, yeah. if you're talking about recyclability, yeah, like he, totally. this is yeah. the most important okay, thing. It's like, if you have a message that you're trying to say with your art, that yeah. is this kind of like a little bit holier than thou. It's like, yeah. don't even fucking try. Because everyone in the room is going to agree with you yeah. because everyone's going to pat you on the back and say, oh, that's really nice. Thank you so much for talking about the environment. <laughs> but like, it actually doesn't do anything or fix yeah. anything. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that was like a proper like dressing down. Like the oh, it was the artist got like a fucking down. like t head to toe dressing down. I love that. I love it too. I, yeah, and I think that's a fair crit. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Clementine Ford. Yeah, remember Matt? Yeah, who was doing some really interesting like environment adjacent work. Yeah, but there's fucking like the work was like fucking literally like something like like seeds in the ground. Yeah, like, by a river that just grow or mm. never grow and it's like ah okay cool like your message is aligned with your medium and yeah you really yes. thought about this and it's yeah. like sorry if you want to go environmental mode or whatever yeah. mode yeah you probably don't get to make a painting in a sexy gallery yeah no like, totally yeah i mean you yeah know, if you want it to be like robust yeah but also like if you even if you take away all of the kind of land art or you know an environmental kind of like you know politics or critiques or whatever it's just like 
pretty plants by the riverbank. Like, sure. if you strip everything back, it's actually just kind of nice. Yes, and like, yes. it's really kind of homely. It's like, oh, that's yeah. not like, like, you know, in 50 years, maybe there'll be a nice flower there. And someone yeah. won't know it's an artwork, yeah, but it'll exactly. be like, yeah, oh, exactly. look at that nice little flower. Yeah. I've been so drawn to artists and artworks that have that kind of like um, simple, like very simple like light touch kind of gesture. Yeah. Like it, it, it's like the kind of tree falling in the woods thing, but I just think it's such a beautiful and like silently powerful way of doing this stuff. It's like, really confident. It's yeah. like, uh, you, you don't have to rely on all the, like, you know, all of the hoity-toity shit mm. to sell a work. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. if it's you good, it's just good. It. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like when I went to, I recently went to New York City. Ooh. Um, but like when I went to New York, <laughs> I, see. I know I'm, I'm a woman of the world. <laughs> um, when I went to New York and I was looking at all these galleries, it, it actually kind of changed my work a little bit as well because they were just, these really nice big portrait paintings yeah, and like yeah. it was um this amazing artist whose name i'm sure will be inserted somewhere because i can't remember it right now but um <laughs> they were just these like really really massive almost like kind of like um you know like you know classicist kind of like um modernist paintings yeah and it was just beautiful just seeing like a nice big painting yeah. i was like thank god yeah you know they're not trying to do anything crazy <laughs> it's just like very clearly like an artist that just really enjoys the craft of what they do. Yeah. And cool. they're confident enough with their craft yeah. to just show it to you and you can appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, is that so many... too much to ask? <laughs> well, there's so many interesting, like there's so many ways I want to go with this. I mean, yeah. you said the word confidence before. Mm. And I think when mm. we're thinking about like conceptual art, I just, I've been thinking about it lately. I'm like, damn, it really does take a lot of confidence yeah. to like, put your back into something like that, into something like the seeds or just mm. the idea. Because mm. there's a certain comfort, I think, in like craftsmanship or like having the skill to like make a painting. Mm. People will like feel more comfortable with that, right? Mm. Like with that yeah. classic painting you're talking about. Yeah. And it like has its merits. And I think it is like portraiture is something that I kind of struggled with for a long time. Mm. But yeah, I think... Um, yeah, just on that, like, I'm kind of, I kind of was like, when I started getting into art, I was like all conceptual. Oh, I was what? Like, I was like, don't even give me a fucking painting. I was True. like, paintings for fucking idiot. Like I was more- That's on, insane. Yeah, that's where I started. Yeah, we used to live together and Aiden once made us um, like collaborate or what, what was, participate in this artwork, which consisted of us walking up King Street, picking up cigarette butts. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, shit yeah. like that. I like know. just like random. And like there yeah. was a girl you were dating and it was like early days. That's right, and yeah. I like made a bib for them and made them like the idea was like a work where they mm. were meant to like feed each other. But yeah. yeah, that's where I started. And now I'm in a that's much That's super more... Andrew Donaldson vibe. Yeah. That's very yeah. ADS Donaldson. Yeah. 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 ADS Donaldson had a work in the yeah. I think eighties or nineties, I think, where he was like painting a wall with melted butter. Amazing. Cool. Wow. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But and like just to, to hammer the point home, like this guy's weird. Like he was like, I'm never gonna take a photo. He like he just, I mean, he would take photos. You, you would like not even you for would the take gram, photos, but you, like yeah, for the gram and stuff. But like kind of in this like sort of contrarian way. And then one day out of the blue was like, can you teach me like how to take photos? And Aww. they're suddenly like taking really nice photos. It's like, what the But that's fuck? friendship. Friendship is magic. It's but true. it's funny because yeah. Matt, you've been taking photos since you were born. And you've had cameras yeah. around and then it's just yeah. one day. But yeah, I mm, guess, yeah. I guess that where I'm going with that anyway, if there is anywhere to go is like, I feel pretty happy with where I'm at now. Like I still love conceptual yeah. shit. Mm. And I'm also like more understanding of like craft and, and, and making things more than ever, but there's just hmm. such a complexity to both. Well, I think like the big kind of, and it, it's it's the, the big thing that was really hammered into my skull at NAS as well, because the head of painting at NAS, Stephen Little, mm. 
my dad. I love him. Mm. Incredible painter. Mm. One of my favorite artists in the world. Yeah. His whole MO is like painting is cool, but you have to know why you're choosing to use paint, right? Yes. Or if you're painting in the expanded field, why are you choosing to use that that genre of yeah. work? And yeah. why does that medium encapsulate yeah. your thesis? Don't yeah. just paint for painting's sake. Oh have God. a reason as yeah. to why to use it. Preach. I love that. Yeah. I've been I've been working in like the commercial photography world for the last like year and a half. And the big thing that I'm taken away from like all the fashion stuff that I see is mm. like is like the idea of motivation. Like none of the lighting that we use, or like hardly any of these people are using lighting motivated by something. Like mm. it's like, why is there why is it green? You know what I mean? Like let's yeah. let's have it let's have it sort of have a gesture and like a sort of a strength behind it, not just like Oh, it's like green and it's like yellow. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like the, oh no, very much. This like total blank faced, like dumbass way. But aren't they saying operating. like the green cells in that world? Like yeah, that, I, you I know, guess. The artist yeah, has to I guess. Kind of make yeah. their own motivation, but the, which is no, so much harder. The, the than... best, the best, the top photographers do think this way. They're like, yeah, cool. they've got like a story behind mm. it, and like it's all unified. Like the, it's the kind of thing where you see like I don't know. We're like, talking about like editorial here. No, I'm talking about like a, it's on a bus stop. Like, okay, interesting. Yeah, editorial too. I don't actually look at that many editorials, but yeah. like yeah, if it's on a bus stop, you know what I mean. Like it has to be a big dog mm. photographer, mm. and like nine times out of ten, I'll look at one of those and be like, that whole thing is unified in its yeah. in its lighting you mm. know but when you meet someone they're like i'm a fashion photographer it's like da 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 oh my god it's like i'm just like some people just like just be lighting just for the fucking fun yeah, of it it's yeah. like what you're saying mm. about like you know the kind of thoughtlessly assembled like yeah. found objects show it's such a pain it's like there's actually, um, so my day job is I manage a store called Cut J, mm. which is a very gorgeous and glamorous store. Mm. Um, and yeah. we actually focus so much on intention with our photography. Ben Murphy is yeah. an incredible photographer yeah. that takes all our product shots. And, cool. But the, the thing is though, and like we always look at other fashion photography and we're, we're a little bit critical of it. And it's one of those things cool. that when we take photos of garments, it's like, well, like how do we add life? How do we add personality? Yeah. You know, how do we add a story? Because like, you know, humans famously love a story it's kind yeah. of our whole thing yeah it's true you know, right? yeah and when you ignore that you're kind of ignoring <laughs> what is essentially the essence of culture yes. you know yes totally yeah totally i think i think that's that's important stuff we should we should talk more about the fashion stuff then i didn't I didn't realize yeah. so so what is Kotje like first of all Kotje is a kind of concept store it's like a archival consignment space cool. with a focus on kind of you know, like more avant-garde pieces. And the whole idea of it is we take clothes very seriously, but we don't take kind of like wearing clothes seriously, if that makes sense. Yep. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's not hoity-toity, which I love. The whole vibe of it really is like, what makes you feel good? You mm. know, what do you want to look good in? Clothes are so important to us, to how we present ourselves, mm. but like it's not inaccessible, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, super interesting. Chic. Yeah, cool. Um, and like, did you like? Is that something you've been doing for a while? You've been working in clothes and yeah, fashion? I've I've worked in 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 clothing for longer than I can remember. Yeah. Um, most of my time working in kind of clothing has been in suiting, uh-huh. so um, cool. very sartorial. Yeah. Like, you know, I've done like weddings cool. and you no know way. tailoring. Yeah, and I kind of love like a lot of my work is about kind of like history and ontologies yeah. and like. I actually really fuck with weddings because of that. Like yeah. I love mm. suits <laughs> yeah. and I love weddings. Cause that's kind of like, yeah. like realistically in like, kind of like 
Australia especially, any kind of colonial project, the only real kind of like white culture that exists anymore is yeah. like weddings and graduations. That's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Weddings, yeah. graduations and funerals. Yeah. And all of those are just suits. It's like, yeah, that's true, like true, when, when you yeah. look at like visible cultural heritage, yeah, that's kind of like the only one that isn't as problematic as <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so cool. I find it really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, I've been I fucking weddings. talking about suits for a while. I'm like, yeah. I've had... What, me? I've been talking about suits for a while. Yeah, haven't we? Well, I, I've had suits, like the concept of suits on the mind. Mm, I haven't really yeah. gone anywhere with them, yeah. but I'm like, they're yeah. cool. No, you need a partially lined, yeah. drop six, butterfly lining on the back. <laughs> I'm coming to yeah. you for the suit for mm. the yeah. team. Yeah, we mm. need a, a consultation. You got a couple of suits. You got that like 70s brown suit. I've got, I bought a, like, I bought this suit from a musician, which is like got flared pants. It's so cool, yeah. But it's a bit big for me, so... Let's get a tailor. What about um, art? Whatever happened to art? Yeah, what happened we to haven't art? talked yeah. about art on this podcast in like two months. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> talking about like Barn Me and Marrickville. Yeah, <laughs> Marrickville. But yeah. We, we'll talk about art. Yeah. Um. So I guess we should. I guess it's time to introduce you after like half an hour of talking. <laughs> Love me. Yeah, yeah. So actually, well, would you like to do the honors yourself? No. Okay, we're sitting with Drew Connor Holland. Yay! Do you use pronouns? Do you do that stuff? Um, I don't know. I use and abuse pronouns. Um, whatever works. I think pronouns are a journey sometimes, mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes when <laughs> no shade, but I think sometimes when people are like ask for pronouns, it kind of it's more for the person asking than for the person that has them. Yeah. Um. Good. So it's a journey. Whatever. Cool. cool. Respect. Um, and I mean, I guess you work in this kind of combination of self-made medium plus Mm. digital world stuff. And I mean, I guess like a a lot of it has to do with, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of it is portraiture. I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah, you would know better than, than us. I think a lot of it's portraiture. It's got kind of faces in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, like, to give, like, a kind of elevated pitch for my work, I guess, for those of y'all that don't know me. (laughs) um, uh, My work is, um, oh, my God, not to say the intersection of art and technology, but... um, You said it. You already said it. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's strike one. Um, No, but um, the whole kind of thesis of my work was how do I make a digital image become as, like, tactile Mm. and historic as I can. So how do you make something very sleek and new look really kind of, like, old and dilapidated? Great. Was basically my original kind of starting point when I started to do this kind of work. Yeah. That is already, like, a fascinating combination of of ideas. Well, like get into some more. Yeah, no, but like when I first started doing it was when like post-internet art was like super big. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always found it a little bit frustrating because, Mm -hmm. you know, essentially with all this like post-internet art, the Mm -hmm. whole vibe is like working, you know, post the kind of like ongoing existence of the internet Mm -hmm. and, you know, working with all of these ideas and theses that I think a lot of post-internet works didn't really flesh out. Like, you know, they're they're talking about, you know, having this like work that exists, you know, post-internet, but at the same time, it just felt like net art to me because the whole thesis of the work was that like, it exists to be documented in a space and shown online. And the online interaction is kind of secondary to the, Hmm. the the physical interaction is is like secondary to the kind of like online space. And a lot of the time when you go and you look at it, they're like flat cutouts that look great in a photo and then you Mm. walk around and they're kind of shitty. And I'm Mm. like, that feels like kind of like lame irony to me. And also like that, if it entirely is meant to exist kind of in an online space and isn't it just net art? Like, Mm. isn't, Mm. 
isn't that just like <laughs> the the or the like physical space is the tool that you're using to make like work for the internet? So it's yeah, like, yeah. how do I if you're actually looking at like work that exists post internet, how do you look at it in like a kind of more like historic framework? It's like huh. what would historically works kind of like look like yeah. you know in an ahistoric way after yeah. the internet has cool. existed you know it's like a beautiful like kind of anachronism but i guess it's in reverse right like a reverse warholian expedition as lady gaga <laughs> famously once said <laughs> yeah that's super cool and that kind of gets onto a question we were talking about like i'm looking at that cory black work there mm. who like we saw oh cory oh, yeah. yeah that one yeah. and i have one too that i love and uh like i d- didn't know about cory we've had them on the pod mm. but we saw the work, was it the postgrad show? Mm. And it was just like, mm. immediately we'd walked through like every room of the postgrad show. Mm. We're like, yeah, cool, like, yeah. cool, like, this is good, this is good. And then this was like fucking bang. Like, mm. it was so different mm. and like so exciting and interesting. And I think it really did that mm. in, a, in, a, in a really thoughtful way, like, made up of all these like compressed kind of online digital feeling mm. moments, like all of these images, but then made into a way that made sense yeah like made sense in a physical like you can't just look a fo- at a photo of yeah. this you know and, like, yeah, you have to resolved, be there in the room yeah it had totally yeah. been resolved in the physical like world which <laughs> which i think is kind of like the sort of uh, a solution or like a sort of well, a it's way kind of the through luxury of art right it's yeah, like you, you right, go right. there in a physical space and you're yes. like fuck that's really beautiful yes. like that's incredible why yeah. take away from that yeah it is in so many ways like like not to go like zen mode about it but it really is so no, fucking, go zen it is go so zen. fucking different to like most of our interactions like a gallery yes. is so low, not maybe not an opening, mm. but like post opening. Like mm. it's so low fidelity. Like mm. it was like looking at one picture. Like yeah. this is cra- like it's kind of radical just to be looking at one image really nice. at a time. Yeah. You know, in yeah. a building that's made for. Yeah. When a I was quiet in London, like I moved, just for that, yeah. moved to London. I didn't know anyone. It was such a hectic city, and that was like I was like felt so privileged. Like I could you know go into a gallery on a Tuesday and I was mm. like, damn, this fucking beautiful space is like just for me. Mm. Yeah. Like if we were to go to first draft now mm. or whatever yeah. and there was mm. a show on, it's like, damn, we get like five rooms and it's just mm. us. And no one bothers like, you. No one talks other people, to you. Or, yeah. 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 Heaven feels, on earth. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so it's really interesting. You're kind of like thinking about where the uh, like art would live almost before making it. Yeah. Or like think about like where it The audience's experience is kind of like very much what I was thinking about or yeah. like what I would kind of like want as a visual thesis mm. mm-hmm. as opposed to like a kind of philosophical thesis more than anything else, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like very much like, um, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying before as to like why choose to use paint for something, right? It's like, I think I, I, oh my God, I originally did them for the Apathetic magazine, which was around mm-hmm. Yonks and Yonks and Yonks ago in Sydney. And it was like Ooh. a call out for something. And that's what I originally was thinking about it for. Uh-huh. It was like, how do I produce a digital work in like a very, very physical and tactile space? Interesting. And that was the starting point. And then I chose my kind of mediums to figure out how I can best articulate yeah. that. Yeah. It's definitely got this like, like sort of reanimation, like biblical kind of like Holy Spirit yeah. kind of thing to me because it's like the 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 whole essence of, of digital is that like non-physical thing. Like that's kind of how you define it if yeah. you were going to define it sort of negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really interesting how like you're you're sort of bringing it to life. You're giving it a body yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
do you like like do you think along those lines is that like i don't know if it's a sort of like story because like you know we think of that like i mean that's a sort of a magic to me you know yeah but i mean like but actually like and i i think i actually got read when i was like at the first ever sydney contemporary i was at a panel discussion on you know collecting internet art or something Mm. i asked them a question about like the like physicality of mm. um of like digital work and mm. they they thought I was such a little schmuck. Really? <laughs> I know. They really? were like basically like, you're an idiot, shut the fuck up. But yeah, um wow. but it's actually really yeah. quite true. So yeah. like, you know, and we don't really realize it as much because, you know, we're kind of like living in this like ongoing moment mm. where we're always interacting with it. Mm. But digital works are entirely physical as well. So yes. when you have a look at early internet art, right? The biggest thing about all of it was that it it exclusively has mouse compatibility because right. that's how we interacted with work. Yeah. The screen ratios were yeah. so different as well. Suddenly yeah. we don't, we touch our screens now. We don't that's use a, a mouse. So a how, yeah. how does that physicality change? When you have a yeah. look at YouTube videos, mm. the change in ratios and dimensions, yeah. right? Yeah. When it's you have a like, look. It's so funny because it reflected the like television thing. Yeah. But like after we had already gotten widescreen TV, which is funny, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they went from the sort of boxy, like narrow, uh, aspect ratio to like yeah. much more panoramic yeah and it was also like back then it was only like you know 72 or 480p maximum yeah. Yeah. like that that like material quality yeah. changes over time as well like mm. look at the way that video games you know obviously mm. which i love have changed so there's mm. like you know jack and daxter which mm. is like you know pretty average you know cgi at this point but because sure. it's, it's it's at this point like of like a kind of digital analog mm. it yes. has this <laughs> this physicality and feel to it which mm. it didn't have before like we yeah. kind of romanticize that aesthetic yeah you know? we, do. we do and we it's so many polygons yeah. like like yeah. you can you can you can really see and almost like feel like yeah they're all the sharp edges yes. there's oh, a deep physicality yeah. to it that's that's the thing about i've been thinking a lot about that that sort of romanticism about vintage games they are mm. vintage now mm. and i guess that i guess that's what it is is the artistry that we appreciate is people like actually having a limitation and, yeah. and making things like emotionally feel like they really are like they really happened in a, in yeah. a real space yeah. whereas today like there is no limit really i mm. mean like it's not quite real yeah. life yet but yeah. all these like new triple a games it's so easy to just poke holes in them because it's like well for starters the fucking all every word mm. out of all of these fucking characters <laughs> mouths is just drivel like it's really mm, badly yeah. written Not but then out. all of the fallouts beautifully written. all of the the visuals are just like too good so there's that yeah. it's like it's too much for one mm, team so. you know of humans yeah. to like ever contend with yeah, I, I reckon we'll we'll go back and look at kind of like narrative and storytelling trends. Like you know, yeah. I'm sure yeah. like we'll go back and we'll look at oh god, what's the zombie one again? Uh, Last of Us. Yeah, The Last yeah. of Us. Like I'm sure people go <sighs> yeah. back and look at The Last of Us and be like, man, I'm really crouching and walking slowly and mm. you know, and yes. saying exposition for a while. Yes, you know, and I, I never like, played it, but it looks kind of boring to me. Yeah, it's like you're riding a horse and it's like oh, I haven't <laughs> seen any plant zombies in a while, and then she's like, I miss my dad, yeah. like you know, and then it's a cut scene and she's like, oh no, I'm scared. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like uh, you know. I feel like people yeah. find that really amusing. <laughs> yes, you know. Yes, yes. yeah. It's mm. funny. I was playing Tekken on like a PS. Oh, fuck yeah! Who's your main? Last week, uh, I'm pretty good with Yoshimitsu. Nice. Cool, that's my cool. original. That's awesome. Uh, but I haven't played that since I was a kid, and it's like it's funny. My friend got a PS One from the library. Nice. They like lend. Oh, they really? That's yeah, cool. No I, I didn't like, realize that no was. No one the... knows about them. You just sent me pictures of a PS One, and I was just like liked I it. Was like, Damn, <laughs> but fuck, it was fun. And yeah, all cool. those. And yeah, I have a PS Two at home i fucking yeah, love yeah, it yeah, yeah PS2 cool, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah it's on loan it's on loan at the yeah. moment yeah. we were playing splinter 
Cell the other day. Yes, oh, that was really so funny. And yes. like yeah. one of the things that I think, like talking about like bringing it into the room, yeah. like all, all of the games or a lot of the games of that period or like 10 years ago yeah. had like a couch co-op in mind. Yeah, and to me, true. that's the yeah. absolute, like that's when I started playing video games as a yeah. kid. To me, that's like the peak. Yeah, like, I'm really never going to yeah. like get into gaming again, like, playing online by myself with a headset. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the romance of it was, like, yelling at someone for screen cheating. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. that was what exactly. it was all about. Like, for GoldenEye? Yeah. Yes. Nintendo totally. 60 yeah. motherfucking yeah. 4? Yeah. We're in the room together. Social or, like, even now, yeah. I play, like, video games with my dad sometimes. We yeah. play, like, like, a really advanced soccer sim called, like, <laughs> Pro Evolution Soccer. Mm. And, like, it's actually quite a, like, transcendent part of our relationship. Cool. Like, yeah. we've been playing on and off for years, but, like, if we weren't sitting on the couch together, it would be nothing. Like yeah. it wouldn't have even happened. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's all about the hearth, you know, it's very modernist. <laughs> it is, you it know? is, yeah. Yeah. Soccer sims are really what they were thinking when they developed modernist <laughs> architecture. That was their big when thing. We, when we invented the wheel, we were Fuck, like, I love that this game, is going to end in football simulation. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I just know it. Just give it a minute. <laughs> yeah. When you big score. things coming. Yeah, I think I said this, yeah. but when you score as Neymar, Neymar you can like strip. Only his name. Up. How much That's can like, you strip? <laughs> yeah, not enough. How much of a simulator is this? Huh? He also had this like um, you have this like Formula One simulator, oh, and yes. it's like it, it's like they just they just let you drive like really fast cars around a track, like too fast to even react. Mm. But then there's also this like whole sort of B section of the game where you like you have a fucking like car collection that you can't even drive. Oh and God. I was joking that you have like a wife that you like cheat on and like yeah. kids that you never see. Divorce sim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Divorce simulator built oh. into the F1 simulator. Oh my God. God that's like, because someone surely, because someone could do a Steam out of that. Yeah, you know, so funny. Yeah. I, I want the, the public divorce simulator. <laughs> yeah. it's like, I mean, like the messy my, divorce simulator. Oh my God. My favorite, um, my favorite thing, because like a lot of my work is on WWE. I love um, yeah. moving the camera into the crowd and yeah, just like, right. they're like, awesome. they're like auto-generated crowd sim is like my mm. favorite thing in the world. Interesting. Same as, yeah. um, like um, for like beige stuff, uh, you know, I love beige video game stuff. Mm-hmm. I like gubbins. Uh-huh. Um, I what, play, wait, what's that? Um, just like like gubbins. It's like uh, the like little things, like a dagger or like a like a oh, thing right. around. Right, like um, items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But also like um, I used to like play Empire Earth when I was a kid. Anyone? Yeah, what's that again? E uh e e. Yeah, I remember. It was by like, Sierra. That's right. Yeah. Um, Let me look this. Shit so up. Yeah. Empire <laughs> Earth was like a really big deal because it was around the same time as like Age of Mythology, and their yes. whole big thing is that like it's like there's like 24 epochs. Yeah. And right, yeah. and like the pop cap is huge. Yes. Like you can have like these giant fucking psycho battles cool. but because of that they can't really <laughs> render the, the video. but for whatever reason they really let you zoom in on them cool. and it's like the most horrifying villages especially like prehistoric villages have like yeah. polygon faces yeah, and wow. like cube Sick. hands yeah. and yeah. like I would just love like zooming in on those silly yeah. little guys. Interesting. You know? Yeah. It sounds really fun. It's really playful. And that was like one of the things like when we were playing that PS1, like we were fucking laughing our asses off. Yeah. Like it was really fun <laughs> in that way. But like if you maybe like looked at my face while I was playing Cyberpunk, like, yeah. you know, it would be quite different. Like I yes. am having fun, but yeah. it's a different I kind stopped of- Cyberpunk like halfway through. This I mean is, like, like my third go. But like mm-hmm. I would be fucking like, you know. I would be yeah. like serious. Yeah. I would be like, I'm really, this yeah. is taking I a lot got of emotional in some bits in Cyberpunk, I will say. Yeah, it's there interesting. Some little bits. But I mean, like, I also got it when it just came out before yeah. they patched it. So, yeah. like, yeah. there were a couple yeah. of times where, like, I literally couldn't, like, play a 
like a story mission because yeah. someone was like T-posing <laughs> instead of it. being yeah. like but That's a, kind of an interesting, like uh, this morning I was thinking about that as like, you know, we've got this, that game that was meant to be like the best game ever and it was mm. meant to be so perfect, mm. but it's still like, it's kind of doing in a way like the polygon faces, like maybe yeah. not literally, but right. you know, where right. fucking the game is broken in all yeah. these super visible, funny ways. Yeah, like, it's kind of like yeah. Skyrim yeah. vibes. It's like people, person walking into a wall like, hey, yeah. yeah. Huh. Stop the exactly. So the yeah. worlds are still like I have very rarely been actually. In- fuck. Yeah, that's a great example about what you were talking about before. Skyrim uh-huh. came out, and uh-huh. everyone was like, "This is like the coolest, most realistic game. Uh-huh. Like, surely, yeah. Yeah. surely yeah. things won't be be kind of perceived as <laughs> yeah. silly about this." And yes. now you have all those TikTok trains be like walking yeah. to a wall, being yeah. like, "Huh? Yeah." Huh? Thief, yeah. and they put a little chair over their noggin. Totally, you know? yeah, totally. So yeah. much of that video game and like machinima stuff, like, yeah. is just jokes. Yeah, yeah, it's super yeah. silly. I live to be silly. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say about like, so we, we've been talking about like couch co-op type sort of social gaming. Yeah. I, I just wanted to compare like, because um, wait, just to get clear, like some of your stuff is like WWE online, right? Like. Are you meeting other people and like seeing their characters oh, as well? Ki- so it's kind of what yeah. I what, what you can do is you can download other people's characters. I see. Ah. Okay. So, so like that. So that still kind of fits with my thing. Like I just wanted to draw a comparison between like online mm. interactions in video game and like stuff like chat roulette and like oh Omegle. baby. Do you know what I mean? It's now like you're kind of like dark sided <laughs> history. You know what I'm like, saying? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Now you're taking me back. Oh, God. Man. You wanted, you wanted to talk about that stuff in relation to... I want to draw no, that No, I can very yeah. much... Yeah. I, I, I think I actually the first little essay that I wrote for the apathetic book was actually talking about um, like chat roulette and it oh. was also talking about um, RuneScape. Yeah, just like looking for BF yeah. on on yes. on, on RuneScape, <laughs> like you know, yeah, will the title of the article? Yeah, That's like so good. you know, like you know, we'll have cyber sex for gold. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, no, like it, that's very much like the vibe. But especially like you know, I mean, from the the era that I. I grew up in mm-hmm. like there was like the internet was just like quite different. Yes, like it was, yes, I remember it was, I was yeah, I'm yeah, the same. Yeah. yeah. It was like way darker. Mm-hmm. It's actually really interesting looking at the whole like Colleen Ballinger thing at the mm-hmm. moment. Are you guys following the Colleen Ballinger thing? Miranda Sings uh, is yes, being called yes, out for being a groomer. Crazy oh yeah. 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 But like, but that's yeah. actually the thing I'm like, Oh my God. Like you can really see generational divides on the internet now yeah. because like yeah. she's so fucking cringe, Yeah, but it was so Tumblr. Like that would have been so like, so like, like, whoa, how like heartfelt and yeah, deep, like totally, fucking in like yeah. 2010 or something. Yeah, but yeah. but now it's like, me is like how out of touch are you? That, yeah. That's what you do. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, did she really think that that was going to fix it? <laughs> You but that's the I mean? thing. She has that like that like Omegle era mentality. Yes, like you remember on yeah. fucking Omegle and Chat Roulette, it'd yeah. be like yeah, you're people singing little songs and shit like yes, that, doing yeah. little ditties. Totally, yes, and yeah. it's like wild. yeah, some, no like, fucking early YouTube stuff. But it was also like some anti cancel culture stuff. Like when I watched it, I think she was like trying to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, and she's like people don't listen to the full story. But like, like the intersection yeah. of like yeah. the intersection yeah. of like anti cancel culture and like anti work left and a ukulele. Yeah, is insane. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Like I fucking hate that instrument so much. Oh, I, just, I, I, really I high school 2010, it. every <laughs> single school assembly, a cover of oh, Somewhere Over God. the Rainbow on the ukulele. Oh my God, yeah. Or like, fuck, what what was that? That song was like, I won't hesitate yeah, totally. no more. <laughs> no <laughs> more. Yeah. Oh, I'm Bruno Mars, yeah, bitch. Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mars yeah, and the ukulele. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus. Thank God we've moved on from that. Yeah, I'm going to put in the like Bruno Mars song and then a, a gunshot sound effect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jersey, <laughs> Jersey Bruno Mars. I, have you ever listened to like Jersey, um, like like Jersey Bounce Adele? No, no. Yeah, there's like lots of like Adele Jersey Bounce songs. They're absolutely okay, incredible. I'm gonna like, look, like I'm gonna put that on the list. Adele gunshots. Yeah, yeah, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but yeah, like with like my 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 work, like so much of it, like originally was like because originally the first works I was doing were on Second Life. Yes, um, cool. And like the the first work that I did was like a kind of naked freeware nude body <laughs> that I found yeah. and like a pink cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> cool. And because I, I was really almost too into John Raffman at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, yes, yeah, or even like Daniels. You ever watch Daniels videos? No, no. Daniels is great. So essentially um, you're functioning as like a cyber flaneur, right? Okay, so it's yeah. like a like romantic flaneur that's walking through these environments and kind of um, is very much separate mm -hmm. and is looking at them like objectively. Mm -hmm. You're speaking um, like from your perspective, like in with your art works. Right? No, that, so like there's an essay on the cyber flaneur that I um, okay. was talking about John Raffman's Kool-Aid Man in Second Life Yeah, yeah. Um, that I referenced during undergrad quite a bit. Okay. Um, or um, or yeah, on, on, on Second Life, I was always like kind of T-posing or out mm -hmm. of place. I was just like naked pink cowboy hat man. Then obviously mm -hmm. my life was over because then Joanne <laughs> came out and the <laughs> album cover for Joanne is her naked with a pink cowboy hat on. Oh, really? And yeah. it came out just before my graduate. So I was like, I swear That's to God, so these funny, aren't yeah. about Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, but yeah, originally my works were very much about that like strange, nude, otherworldly yeah. naked mm. entity in these weird online spaces, yes. cruising. Cool. Like, cool. Yeah. like a lot of it was like sex interactions. Like, yeah, yeah. interesting. Like there are so many like sex sims on Second Life and so, what I would love yeah. to do is like glitch in the middle of the figure cool. so you would yeah. be like internal in the body and then it'd be this like abstracted like dick wow. and cock yeah. beautiful yeah. yeah that that's the that's the kind of flip side of like interesting experiences with gaming is like yeah. this kind of like slower and more like it's like meeting an alien sometimes. Yeah. You know, these like online interactions. Yes. Some games have like that is a good example of like this kind of very abstract like almost like very artful at its base you know like mm -hmm. whereas if it's a game like for example world of warcraft is super like structured and like the whole world mm. is very it's locked into how it is mm -hmm. and it's very hard to have that kind of like whooshy abstract kind of like sort of freak out oh yeah you know, my that wasn't like scripted and designed by my mmo so. was um city of heroes i played yeah, that for I've 10 fucking years yeah, and that's really? the thing and yeah. that's like hardcore like larp kind of game yeah, like yeah, right, cool you're right. very much like play the like even like that's why i never got into world of warcraft because it's a bit sillier but like yeah, it's very silly yeah like city of heroes was like you write your character's backstory. Wow. You like <laughs> you join yeah. your little um in, in instead of guild, there's like, you know, super groups and like you would <laughs> Why do they you call know, it super groups? Or like a That's like what whatever Justice like... League or whatever. But like okay, um, yeah. I can't remember the term. <laughs> yeah. But um but like, you know, you would have each kind of like guild would have their own uniform that you wow. would have to wear in like group cool. events and what color schemes fuck? that like cool. it was so I'm like this one up too. City of, Heroes, Heroes. City of wow. Heroes was fucking sick. Um, but yeah. also like, you know, for me and like on any video game or even on like the kind of like cruising sites or anything like that, or, like yeah. growing up kind of queer in a regional town as well. Like mm. that's kind of the only interactions that you can have yes. with mm. kind of queerness. So it's yeah. like very much like, like that was a really important to me as like a, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Strike to a whole inner child situation. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I see where they call them super groups. It's because it's like a, it's like a hero, superhero game. I was expecting... Um, like medieval, medieval for some shit. reason yeah no it's like super yeah. like like <laughs> cool. like marvel vibes the lore is so yeah. deep like yeah. the law was mama the law was deep really yeah cool. was good. swimming in the deep lore yeah mm -hmm. but then like 
later on, I wasn't as into the idea of the title for no because then I'm, I'm actually like, am I just kind of like teasing people that like to be online? Like, am cool. I just yeah. being yep. a bully? Yep. Yeah. Um, cool question to ask oneself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I started to move more into like cropped figures and yeah. more kind of like, um, like kind of like painterly mm. kind of, um, mm. uh, what's my word I'm looking for? Painterly. What do you do it? It's when you compose an image. Painterly composition. Yes. We yes, got there in yes. the end. We got there, yeah. It was a big night for me, mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, there's no pressure to rush on this part. So, like, yeah. actually, like, a cool. lot of what I've been looking at with my, like, figurative works. Yeah. Uh, like, kind of, like, um, uh, recently, I've even moved away from using other people's, mm. um, like, video game content. Okay, yeah. And I just, like, color block with figures. Mm-hmm. And I look a lot at Yugo mm. Ranjanoni and a lot of kind of, like, color field painters. Okay, interesting. And, yeah, we'll I just try to... Yeah. yeah, I just, like... So, Yugo Ranjanoni did these, like, stone sculptures where they were just, like, huh. different colored giant rocks that he just put on top of each other. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, and I kind of, like, crop... I really heavily edit and like crop images mm. and like I like amalgamate like I don't know like fifteen screenshots maybe. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, and I I really try to make it feel like a like a little cropped image from like a larger scaled giant work. Interesting. Like, yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I want them to be super ambiguous. Yeah. And, and weird and like from far away they read like a like an abstract image but mm, then you yeah. get closer mm. and it's like they're like bodies and bodies and bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's like the reverse. Sometimes have you ever seen like it's like a uh, like a capture of a painting will be like used in the marketing material. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. That a little detail. and yeah. then you go, yeah, detail. Yeah. And then you look at the show and you're like, oh, it was only like the one called detail. Yeah, but yeah. yours is like the opposite. Yeah. No, yes. like the detail is, is the whole the thing. thing. Yeah. And, like maybe there's something beyond this. I yeah. fucking hate that though. I'm like, yeah. and like the, the social <laughs> the competition media is always manager, so much cooler. Or the social know, media yeah. manager looking at the work or whoever fucking yeah, it knows yeah. the sexiest part of the work and yeah. they fucking got me to go there. Yeah. <laughs> fucking sold me. Yeah. Scammed. Yeah. Clever. I got scammed. <laughs> I think, but, but like literally, so I'm embarrassingly enough moving into Canvas at the moment as well. Oh, hectic. I know. Strike three. Yeah. yeah strike three. Yeah. Draw. I just, want to stop We're paying for museum um, quality glass bowls of fruit soon it's <laughs> quality glass yeah, ah, interesting. yeah it's so fucking expensive ah. so expensive like yeah canvas oh my fucking god yeah. living the dream but like i kind of want to do that though like i, I my, my current mo for my new studio that i've just got with my dear friend flint shop oh cool um, congrats thank you yeah i want to do like really large kind of like um panoramic like works, get a Hell roll yeah. of canvas and Hell work yeah. through it. And then literally oh, just like so cut cool. out my favorite little bits mm. yeah, and cool. just find those little crop moments. Cause they're cool. always their kind of coolest bit. Mm. Like yes. I want to go full social media marketing, digital team. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. I love that. Can yeah. Chop it all up. I saw, I think it was at someone's place. They had that. They were like selling parts of the work or maybe <laughs> that was like a weird, there was some Kickstarter campaign where they bought a Picasso Oh yeah, and then they like chopped it into a million tiny pieces, what and you could fuck? buy like cool. a piece of the Picasso. Oh my god, I fuck with that. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I like the idea of the chopped, the chopped original, you know, image. Like yeah. it's not. It doesn't. Why does it have to end? Like yeah. because you started on a canvas this size. Yeah. Do I have to end? Like, do I have to present it? Like that. Yeah, interesting. I don't interesting. Want yeah. Just no. a piece. yeah. And that's also one of the great things about fucking stretch canvases as well. Mm-hmm. Is that like it's so easy. You're just like, oh sick, I can just cut that little square out and stretch that bit. Yes. Fucking genius. Yeah. Cool, great. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then it looks sick. Like it looks so yeah. finished. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. 
Yeah, we've um, been having some fun just like when I'm taking photos and we mm. go through them with Matt and mm. it's like the crop is so like magical yes, to me. No, that's crazy. Like, oh, wow, yeah. like that's what I saw. And in my yeah. head, like I'm so new to it that I have no idea what's going on. So yeah. I'm like, that's the image I took. And then you're like, let me take out this. And yeah. like, whole new image. Whole, yeah. like, how many images are in that? Totally. That's totally, one of my yeah. favorite thing when like I look at like um, like contact sheets from like, yes. you know, like famous, like we, we look at like, you know, Richard Avedon's contact yeah. sheets or something. And he's yeah. doing that. He's yeah. like finding like yes. which image is perfect, how he's going to crop it. Yeah. And you can see that intention there. And totally. it like works yeah. so well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. The crop is huge. It's like, th that's, that's, what, that's what I was saying to you sort of when you wanted to know this stuff is like, the editing process is kind of 50% yes. of being a photographer, you know? Like, yeah. There's like the, the capture practice. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like from writing, that was always the part that felt so cool. Yeah. Like the beginning, yeah. like the getting the first, you know, like whatever it is, like getting the fucking. Uh, Sen the first sentence or yeah, whatever. Or, you know, getting like the rock to then like shape or whatever. Like that first part was always painful, right. but coming right. back and looking at it and being like, oh shit, I've already got a whole thing here. Yeah. Now I just need to like pick out the good bits yeah. or take out the shit yeah. parts. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That always felt really good. Yeah. Interesting. Let's yeah. see. Dodge and blur it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Have a little fun. Use the warp tool. <laughs> yeah. 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 We gotta get yeah. you a copy of Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, true. I that would be I huge can't be for you. I don't wanna get I don't want any more software. Oh get GIMP. Freeze whatever. It yeah, whatever. GIMP's yeah. It's pretty ugly though, guys. It, but yeah. you're wearing a Linux t shirt, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, wait, but it's pretty, got a cool lizard on <laughs> pretty, it. Pretty it's got like a like a night fucking yeah, lizard. This, this t shirt I think you probably bought it for like way less than it's what actually worth. It's like the cool it's it's like some like like Ronin gecko or something. Yeah, it's so cool, man. Your Linux is ready. Actually, oh, the on. guy was at one of the places on King Street, so I probably paid like more, made like forty bucks for it. But the guy was oh, like, "I've got a shirt that you will love," and he spent ages looking <laughs> oh for it. Oh my god! Like, cool. Thank you so much. Which dude. shop was this? I oh, just one of the ones nice. in South King. I don't know which yeah. one. You'll hold up intermission. Okay. Yeah. Pause. Bathroom break. We're back. We're back. Hungup.au on Instagram. We got another. This episode was sponsored by Mint Tea, <laughs> and mm. this gorgeous ceramic teapot. That's that's my late great, literally oh, late great yeah. uncle, my great uncle, my grandmother's brother, who died sadly, um, but he was like a master potter. So I really, to, like, pick a yeah. Well, that's beautiful. I mean, yeah. like the kind of like history of like pottery as well. Yeah, I've, totally. Like, yeah. So like you know, talking about you know fucking work artworks but it's like you know one of the things that i find so endearing and what i kind of want my work to kind of feel like is mm. this like 
cultural narrative, like, you know, mm, some mm, ahistoric cool. part of history. Like, you know, uh-huh. I, I love the like ontology of like a ceramic vessel that, you know, yes. someone has had for like a million years yeah. or like the, you know, like a, a fragment of a vase or like, you know, um, mm. from like, you know, um, you know, antiquity kind mm. of has the same feeling as like when you find like a little tile in the ground when you're a kid and you're like, maybe it's an artifact, you yeah, know, totally, I love that totally, like, yeah. <laughs> those kind of like objects, you know, from wherever they're from always have this kind of really beautiful, like kind of like social empathy to them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I stole a tiny, like a, it's called a tessera, a piece of a mosaic from a fucking like ancient site one day. I don't know why the I'm police like, are confessing coming. this. I, yeah. Because I was convinced that like one of my ancestors had like put it there in the first place. They were like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, they I were like with that. No, yeah. that's a good reason to steal something. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm really convinced yeah. one of my ancestors put this oak milk in the 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's here for I'm me. I'm convinced that my ancestor made this PS5 <laughs> for me. No, they were like in the card on this thing. They were like tradesmen from Cyprus like were yeah. shipped over here to like make these and i was like yeah, okay true. all right well like, <laughs> yeah i don't even remember which ancient site it was so to mrs merchant my year 12 ancient history teacher i love you and i'm sorry <laughs> i love you and i'm sorry thank you sorry thank you sorry thank you sorry um aiden wanted to talk about money i always want to talk about money. put in you the that you guys know yilong ma on instagram put in the money sound effect Oh my god, Elon Musk is incredible. Well, I I often think about um, Lady Gaga, who I talk about almost too much. Um, Famously said, that's M-O-N-E-Y, so sexy. (laughs) That's what she said. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, so we were just having talking a little bit in the break. You mentioned something that's pretty interesting. You're like, uh, Australian art is way too cheap. Yeah, so um, I um, I did a panel discussion once on why Australian art is is so cheap, and I mean, like, there's there's lots of there's lots of reasons as to why Australian art is so cheap. I don't think being from an Australian being from Australia is really an excuse anymore. Um, <laughs> but like, one of the things that I think about a lot is that there's no kind of massive patron of Australian art. Like, mm. you know, like, so when you look at the YBAs, right? Mm. That was because that was entirely manufactured because Charles Saatchi was like you know, God, I really want to inflate the value of a whole bunch of, of yeah, artists, right? So he yeah. got his collection of YBAs. Mm-hmm. Not all of them were young. Yeah. I don't think all of them were even British. I don't know. But yeah. um, essentially, he got all of them. He hyped them up. He like did this big privately funded, you know, international tour of YBAs <laughs> and he kind of made them a really big deal. Yeah, when you have a look- marketing genius of Saatchi. Yeah. 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 But even like, you know, when you have a look at, you know, modernism as well, like all of all of that was from patrons and collectors that yeah. like, like Gertrude Stein yeah. or, you know, even, um, you know, Peggy Guggenheim in mm. America, like mm. you had patrons that were like radically supportive and pushed the careers of these people. Mm. We literally just don't have an Instagram and half of it is because of a cultural cringe. So, like, mm. um, a big thing is, like, um, so back in the day, Danny Goldberg was kind of a big deal, I guess. Um, okay. He was, like, a very rich Australian man who was, like, a really big international collector who did this show called Eurovisions, which was this huh. touring show of, you know, European important art that he had collected. And he huh. was quite vocal in some of those panel discussions being like, well, I actually don't really buy any Australian art because wow. it all kind of sucks. Wow. And it's like, <laughs> that's so interesting. That? Um, uh, I think at NAS. Um, wow. No, yeah. uh, that's that's cool. But but when was he saying that? Oh, that was like, um, like 2018, I think. Oh, like what? that long Two, ago. 2017, what the fuck? Yeah. maybe. <laughs> if it was like... Oh, what yeah, 2017, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, but um, she said that to like a room full of NAS students. Yeah, that was it. Was Dude. really funny. Um, <laughs> like but, at um, graduation. <laughs> you no, know, it was it was at like a like an artist talk in the gallery, and mm-hmm. like literally everyone was just sitting there like, 
All right. Uh, okay. um, but you. like, but yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why realistically is because like there's no massive institutional kind of like collector or something that's really pushing yeah. Australia on such a big way. Like, yes. you know, like, I mean, when you have a look at like the RE scenes or the gallery scenes, we don't have fucking giant warehouse spaces. We're all kind of constrained to making smaller works. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you do actually kind of hmm. need that kind of big deal patron to yeah. like push that internationally and like do these in amazing, incredible shows mm. and give people the the money and the platform to be able to to do it. Like talking mm. about money, for example, you have, um, uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll talk about it. You have like the MCA, right? Mm. Um, who for their some international art series show always puts on this like you know quote unquote big deal artist that no one outside of an institution realistically actually cares about at yeah. all. Amen. They will spend so much money mm. on like shipping, insurance, freight, et cetera, that it like literally cuts into their building maintenance budgets. <laughs> wow. And the work that they're putting in there are made for spaces that are bigger than that anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. like, yeah. so they, they actually yeah. just kind of like, it's because like, like the MCA is like a C-list small gallery that yeah. some artist is like, well, fuck, I probably wouldn't even turn up for this dumb show, mm. right? Mm. Like they had a show there, the the Doho Sur show. Shipping alone was like a million dollars. <laughs> for that show you know right yeah so like like that is so much money that's not covering insurance that's not covering anything you know it's like imagine the kind of like the work that an australian artist could make like imagine if like they went to like benji ra or Mm. you know club arte generally Mm. and they said here's like literally for the entire budget of the show right here's like a million dollars which will cover artist fee bursary for two years to produce work oh my god part of that will also be like let's say acquisitional as well and every year they they spent all of that money and they acquired works from like emerging sydney artists and they were able to like put those on yeah and and accumulate that collection and give australian artists that space opportunity to create these incredible works you know It just doesn't happen. It's even, the same. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, but even like if they wanted to do international shows, mm. right? Like spend yeah. that money on like a more like emerging or young early career artists and give yeah. them a really big platform. Again, yeah. do it acquisitional to then yeah. kind of build up that that like hype from the start of a career. There's no yes. like big kind of like long-term longevity for how they set up these institutions, right? Yeah. So when you start to to really push your artists more, then the artists are going to be more internationally recognized, mm. going to create better work. When you have like, you know, one why Australian artists so cheap, you have like PS1 in New York that mm. are always supporting and pushing younger artists to these yeah. incredible things, yeah. right? Yeah. Like where is that here? Yeah. Yeah, like interesting. the only kind of galleries going to do that, like art space or something. Like yeah. the other thing on like why, you know, I guess Australian art could be so cheap as well is because we don't have that emerging market kind of like collector hype. So, like, it's a big thing overseas, right? Is that everyone's trying to find the next big thing and buy it before it's such a big deal. And then you, like, get to a point where, like, works are selling on the secondary market for more than they sell on the the primary market because there's such an insane hype about collecting these hot young artists. And, yeah, a lot of them burn out. But it's about supporting the early career. At least the demand's there, yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, when you have a look at people who, like, uh, you know, I've, you know, talk to people about works before and it's always like, we're just really waiting to see what you do. Exactly. And, you know, yeah, we're, we're really exactly. trying to be safe with our, yeah. we don't want to waste any money It's the here. same risk averse mindset yeah. that plagues the music industry too. Yeah. Like it's just the, yeah. the, the margins got so small for these guys yeah. that they don't want to take a punt yeah. on, on yeah. fucking yeah. anyone. Same yeah, I mean people like- People say it about like Australian business and just Australian- Really, yeah. yeah That's true. interesting. Yeah. Like yeah. less investment and super risk averse and yeah. they want to see like- you know, it's not just the idea. Yeah. It's like they want to see the whole yeah. fucking yeah. 
business. Before it's like to yeah. say the the like obvious ones we talked about before. Like Seinfeld wasn't big until like what like season four or something like yeah, that. Exactly. You know, you have it like look at Kate Bush for example. Yeah. Who like you know did several albums in a row. They were just kind of duds. Very good point. But actually, they were yeah. like, we're yeah. just gonna. You're, you're doing something interesting. We yeah. see you're doing something yeah, we cool. We're still going to yeah. support you. Damn. Same with the Eurythmics. Cry, like, you know, right? But yeah. like... Yeah. Um, we're we're going to make it. We're going to get gonna make solutions it. next. <laughs> you're going right? to go into solutions. I'm going to cry. Quick, 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 quick. But, um, answers, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm coming over to you. Fixing the art world one podcast at a time. But like, you know, when you have a look at like, you know, the Australian kind of quote unquote blue chip, right? It's like, there's this like wild plateau in Australian buying because like... People will wait until it's a super safe investment, like they'll mm. buy a Dale Frank or something. But like, <laughs> yeah. then by that point, there's that's how the galleries make all their money. So like, they'll have their star artists, but they'll have such an oversaturation in the market of available works to yeah. make sure that right. they can keep selling them. <laughs> which means there's no kind of like scarce, like there's no waiting list for a Dale Frank. You yeah, know, right. you can just buy a fucking Dale Frank if you want to, right. in any size to suit whatever couch you have because they need yeah. to make that schmoony. And because yeah. of that, that plateaus the price. Like yeah. in like, so it's a big deal at Nash. I kind of got in trouble for it from, um, from some, from some, some artsy people because hmm. I didn't put like prices on any of my works huh. on room sheets. I didn't put red dots on anything huh. because like Australia kind of treats art like a, not even like a commodity in a sexy way, like mm -hmm. a commodity in a kind of like, in a business like way. Paul's warehouse kind of way, yes. 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 you know? Yeah. So yeah. like, when I had my show, it was when I came back from overseas. And even the last solo show I had, I had a friend from New York that came and was like, why the fuck do you have prices on the walls? Yes. Like it actually kind of cheapens the work and kind of puts a cap on it, you know? Yeah. yeah so like, and yeah. the red dots, like yeah. it's actually kind of crazy that we fucking do that. Mm. So yeah. at my show, I was talking to the gallery. Huh. They were super into it, which I was so happy about. I was like, cool. I don't want any prices. I don't want any dots, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want... any. If people inquire about it, we can have a separate sheet that we can give them or sure. a document, but yeah. I don't... I don't want to like publicly talk about the cost of works because yes. it does kind of cheapen it. And yeah. what it does as well when there's red dots and prices, it makes mm. everyone kind of um and ah over them Yeah, because totally. it makes them think about value. It makes them think about budgeting. When yeah. there's red dots, it makes them think the ones that haven't sold are kind of worse. Yeah, there's no need to bring that into it. Interesting. Into yeah, I remember experience. looking at like um, some NAS postgrad thing like after it happened and they had like online a photo of like, you know, all the works by like every artist or, or a sub sub yeah. of them mm. and the price and whether or not they had sold mm. and like how much for, and you could really like speed run the whole like <laughs> post-grad scene and be like, okay, this is worth this. This person's selling a lot. This person's huh. selling nothing. And I'm yeah. like, geez, like, Hmm. Like it's really, huh. I don't know if that's, but then I, in my head, I was like, is the red dot meant to, is the idea behind it is like, look, something's selling. Like, it's, it's like a very kind of classic business, like get in while it's hot. Like, but also like what was- Alvin Willys, I remember when, mm. when you bought those and I bought one too, there mm. was like nine of them on a wall mm. and they were 300 bucks mm. and everyone was like, okay, sick. Like I can get around that. Like yeah. friends and artists and just people who like the work. Mm. But I think like it was interesting. I just watched them like people buy one, two, three and then like, fuck, I better buy one because yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that was a very kind of yeah. like- but that's know, the like thing. Simple. If people are motivated to buy it, they're going to buy it anyway. Yeah. Yes. Like, like a red yeah. dot isn't going to stop you from from buying it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like what is really sexy with 
with Nasha, love you, Nasha, mm-hmm. is like someone will be like, oh, I really like that one. It's like, well, that one's not available. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, well, well, what about <laughs> yeah, this one? It's like, sorry, that one's not available either. <laughs> yeah, and then totally. it's like, well, well, like what is available? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it becomes yeah. like this cool mystery. Yeah. And, and be- yeah. because of that, you can then lead them to be like, well, this work is gorgeous, yeah. available. But because yeah. it doesn't, it's not the one that hasn't sold. It's yeah. the one that's available mm. for you. Like, yeah. it's yeah. not like, you know, is, is the work that hasn't sold the worst work? Is yeah. it, you know, yeah. the, the cheapest, yeah. shittiest yeah. work? Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. It, it, it like subconsciously affects how you value 100%. the work yeah. in the space. Super interesting. Yeah. And also when it doesn't have fucking red dots or prices, it's actually insane how much more it kind of feels like museological. Like it mm. actually feels like more like like an artwork and yeah. less like right. an interior design piece, yes, you know? Totally, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. Is, so cool. That is cool. I, I mean, we've been to a couple of shows with like no, I mean, yeah, of course, we've been to like yeah, tons last, of shows with those, yeah. but yeah, it's just funny. I never really, I never really drew that connection, but like, yeah, of course, when you're, when you're like, it's like I'm shopping today. Yeah, yeah. and am I shopping like, or am I yeah. living as an no artist, right? Like the first thing I do is like pick up the room shaker, like, okay, fuck, how much are they selling it for? How much yeah, am I yeah, selling yeah, it yeah, for? Yeah. And you like start to get kind of competitive with prices and you're like, well, how many of they sold? I was yeah. thinking of like the flex of like this painting yeah. is this big, but it's yeah. four grand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a yeah. bit of a like. I remember that one we saw was that a Sydney Contemporary, and it was this massive photo, and it was like had like forty grand, and then literally scratched out, with, and oh, then yeah. it was like sixty grand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like whited out. Yeah, like white out. Three thousand nine hundred ninety nine ninety five. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, that was funny. beautiful. Yeah, um, that was actually a really cool photography. It was one of the it works was great. that we it actually was really, really great. liked. Yeah, yeah. It was good. I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, cool. Really interesting. Um, I, I like that. And it sounds like you've definitely like, I don't know if you had to wrestle, but you've thought about like the commodity and the pricing and value of work, yeah. which is like, I don't know, because I haven't like asked every artist I ever met, but I, I sense or I feel like mm. there's like, that's a bit of a dirty thing but maybe it's changed oh i love like this is so this is kind of what what fucks me over right i mean like i hate it when people like i don't know like really talk like art like shouldn't be like soul or it's not Mm. this it's like you know what i would fucking love to do art full-time you know how you do that yeah you sell fucking artworks and honestly what i don't like doing personally i don't like doing grants i don't like yeah any of that shit yeah like maybe it's like me being like a bit of a cunt but it's like I actually want to see if I can do this with these limitations that are being set. Yeah, fair like, enough. Fair I, enough, yeah. I don't want to That's get money from the government to go on a holiday. I yeah. don't want to get money from the government <laughs> to fuck around. Like, yeah. like, how can I make this work on my terms? Mm. Yeah. And mm. how can I make this a like a, like a plausible fucking thing to do? Mm. And it's like, God, I I like I make enough money from my work to break even with my work and mm-hmm. cover the costs of my work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which which is kind of like whenever I, I talk to a gallery, I just, I'm like, look, I just want to fucking break even. I don't want to lose money from this shit. Huh. Yeah. Which is like so important because like when you are producing work, it does cost money and yes. you have to- Fucking like, tons of money, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like, you know, whenever someone kind of like talks to me about like, well, like commercial this, commercial that, sell out this, sell out that. Mm. It's like, there's no romance in being a fucking poor artist. I'm yeah, sorry. Anyone yeah, that like romanticizes yeah. being an impoverished artist, yeah. like has never rented. You yes, know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, get out of here. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And do you feel like, I don't know, like the artists around you and people in Sydney are comfortable with that? Or is there resistance? Or are we moving toward I think more it, transparency? It depends on the kind of work. But I mean, like, so one of the things that um, I was talking about with my, um, with Jan Murphy, who's my, my, my Brisbane gallerist. Mm. And it's always like a big point of like self-consciousness. Mm. Like, you know, I've, 
I very much am sometimes like, maybe my work is too commercial to ever show in first draft, you know? <laughs> People buy my thing, so no one's going to want me in an Ari. <laughs> um, but, like, realistically, it's like, so when you stop being a cool young artist, because everyone stops being a cool young artist eventually, huh. you know, you totally. either... You either die here or live live long enough to be able to support yourself financially, (laughs) you know? So, it's like when when people don't have like, you know, it's business. When you don't have a a cash cow work, right? Like when you you don't have something that's going to support you, what Mm. happens when you stop getting the Ari shows and you stop having, you know, clout? Yes, exactly. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Like probably arts admin, right? Yeah. And like, you know, I think, you know, working in the arts is just as much of like a sell out than like making art like you know it's it's just one of those stupid things but like a lot of my friends are really cool like i remember when i was at the 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 brett whiteley scholarship like all of us on our little art camp Mm. were talking about this and it's like well how do we price our work how do we do this how do we do that and they were kind of coming across it like it's a kind of shameful thing Hmm. like one or two of us was like but how do we how do i price this how do i price that and it's like i mean like my mo is like what would you consider an unreasonable price and kind of stop just before that, mm. you know? That's the way. Like, that's cool. the way. I love that. You should never yeah. sell your work <laughs> yeah. too cheap. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Because you're yeah. stuck with that. It's like, so I would just like yeah. throw a number at them. Like, yeah. fuck it, 10K. It's like, no, I would never do that. Yeah. 5K. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe I do that. <laughs> yeah. 4K. And it's like, yeah, I guess I could yeah. do cool. that. Yeah, like, cool. start from yeah. the other yeah, fucking I love end. That. I've heard like in other stuff, it's like, whatever price you think, this is more like business stuff, but like, go with the price that you first like thought of and then double it and then see, yeah. <laughs> see how you feel about that number. Sure. But like yeah. definitely, yeah, undervaluing and underpricing. Yeah. That seems like a really, it seems like you're basically like in lieu of being able to get the institutions to actually change. Like, mm. the, you know, the MCA is probably not going to about face anytime soon, but like artists and I guess collectors, like kind of trying to just boost value by certainly not like mm. undercutting our own value or mm. their own value, right? Yeah. But like art's fucking so like even like so with my work, right? Like I sell it for X amount. Um forty percent gallery commission, framing is usually a thousand dollars for mm. one of my works. Mm. You know? Like if I actually I had a, a, a commercial show at a gallery that doesn't exist anymore mm. and I got so antsy at them because I was like, look, I wanna sell this much. I wanna make this much money. And they were like, why are you so focused on, you know, making so much money? It's like because I spend like ten thousand dollars to frame my work every fucking show yeah there you go so yeah we need to make the money back yeah i want to make the fucking (laughs) money back because it's like if i'm presenting this and i'm spending my capital on it yeah like baby i've i've got to make the money back and i've got to buy myself some new shoes you know (laughs) totally i want my lanvant sneakers you know and the only way i'm gonna get that is if like i'm not horrendously in debt you know Yeah. yeah like awesome yeah, I, I, I wish, you know, and, and I also think that like, you know, when people do, you know, sell work, their work can get more ambitious as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I just yeah. got, um, I just got a new studio that I was saying with Flynn. It's like 30 meters square. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's like, cool. yep. that's not fucking massive, but the walls are now big enough for me to do like two and a half meter tall artworks. And then that's so exciting. And it's yeah. like the only reason why I can have that space and try to upscale my work is yeah. because I'm making a certain amount to afford that studio rent from art, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the only way that I can build on my practice and, like, have, you know, better work and, like, yeah. challenge myself is if I'm able to afford to do that. And it feels really good when you can afford to do it from your fucking work. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, like... I mean, it's something that I've never, like been like i'm gonna take the fucking jump and like try and sell photographs like i've just been like this is for me (laughs) and like my house um but it's it's something i think about a lot because it's like 
I mean, I'm going to obviously like, I'm working towards working as a photographer, but mm. that's different from like selling photos. Like that's being an artist, you know, like. Edition of five, two AP. Can't go wrong. Cool. All right. I'm going to write that in my notes too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but it's one of those things as well. Like I'm even thinking, cause like the studio, you know, is XC. I'm like, fuck, maybe I should do like little like editions, like a little yeah. like monthly edition of fucking sure. 10 works, yeah. you know? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Do like a little folio every year yeah. that people can buy 100%. into. Because it's yeah. like, fuck, actually, I would love to work. I, I love my job. Yeah. I would love to also like work less so I could spend more time in the studio to make more work. The only way of you course. can fucking do that yeah, is course. by yeah. fucking, you know, yeah. yeah. Like it's funny. I work fucking five days a week, you know? Yeah, like, really, yeah. Ugh. We've yeah. been talking about like how to make money outside of like having a boss and a job. And like, yeah, yeah that's kind of what Aiden's on right now. And mm. like, I'm sort of doing that too, I guess. Like, just like freelancing and like being your own boss to some extent and, and being an artist, like, when you're a working artist it, like it is that too you know it's just yeah. like yeah you also happen to be dealing with like cultural matter like, i mean like yeah. fuck the the like the most like inspired i've been in forever is mm. when i was at my my dear personal friend ben quilty's studio mm. the man who <laughs> who owns my heart we text yeah. i love yeah. him yeah. i was saying before when we were recording um i am like ben quilty's biggest advocate i'm fucking yeah. obsessed with that hot man he's got great arms <laughs> yeah. but um, he has this amazing studio model yeah. that he was was showing us where he has these kind of three kind of tiers of work that he's working on, right? Oh. He has the commercial work, the museum work, and the personal work, and they all cool. feed into yeah. each other in this really great way. So yeah. he has the works for his next show that are going to be able to support the works that he's making for the museums and yeah. then both of those then support his like personal work that he might not show for another like five years or something yeah, because cool. the world's not ready for it yeah totally but yeah the personal work he was doing i saw that and i was like fuck that is incredible yeah but the reason why he's able to do that is yeah. and you know i'm so excited for him to maybe show them one day because mm. they're the most beautiful things i've seen him do but wow. it's like they're, they're all feeding into and supporting each other as mm -hmm. like a business model mm -hmm. and in doing so then he has his his like team behind him that do all of the work as well. And he's yeah. able to go in and take time off from doing the the commercial work and do mm. the personal work mm. and then do the, like mm. it all fed into each other in this amazing kind of like synchronous way. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I want to be like that. Yeah. Like that's the fucking yeah. point I want to be at. Yeah. Like that's totally, so smart. Totally. Yeah, and it was so, so genius. Yeah. And yeah. like, like they all, like there was like a five year timeline with wow, those like tiered works. It was yeah, fucking sick, beautiful. you know? It isn't yeah. like just fucking around being like, I don't know, like maybe I'm going to do like a, like a, I don't know, like a dumb edgy artwork and yeah, then just like yeah. see if someone likes it. It's like, yeah. no, I take my art fucking we're, seriously. We're going incorporated. I love that yeah. stuff. It's like, I was BQ saying this to Inc. my- Yeah, exactly. I was saying this to my band. I was like, guys, no one's just going to come along and like manage us. You know what I mean? Like we have to start doing that. So like we meet up on Mondays now to like be in the office mm. of the band. And it's like- Already, it's like changing how it works. But yeah, so yeah. back in the day, in the Newcastle punk scene, mm. um, there was a band called the Gooch Palms that were. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. They're they're like my. I have like a little K tattoo for Cat, no a little cool. R tattoo for Roy. They were no like my way. mom and dad in Newcastle. That's cool. Yeah, I fucking love them. But like they, they played in Sydney quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they fucking hustled wow, as well. Like they didn't even. really get played on Triple J. Yeah, no, you know yeah, they totally. didn't. They were you know from fucking Newcastle getting yeah. played heaps on FBI yeah, and like it's because they were like fuck it we're gonna do gigs yes. we're gonna do a good fucking stage show we're yeah. gonna do good merch they did I all of their it. own merch yeah. album covers everything I and they were it. like That's if so we're cool. gonna be a fucking band yeah we're gonna be a fucking band yeah you know yeah, yeah. and like they were totally, so inspired yeah. by like bands from like detroit or yeah. like you know 
like bands from like, you know, anywhere that like repped where they were from as yeah. well. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck it. We're going to be like proud about what we do. Yes. And make it the best that we can. There is a bit of a, and like, at the, especially at that time, like in Sydney, there's always been this like, sort of crowd where it's like that is frowned upon you know what yeah I mean? like the 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 organization and the hustle and mm-hmm. the being like business-like about yes. your art is yes. like or even know, like yeah. admitting that you want to take it seriously that you yeah. care about it yeah, yeah that you care totally about it, which is and just, i call it the devo scene it's just so self-defeating but well it's I like think yeah. we're kind of poking our little heads out we are starting to evolve feet and walk onto the land yeah. of just like and working as artists yeah. is true well yeah. they and were really inspired like by fucking like yeah stuff too like that is you know those fucking new york artists are like yeah give me hype like that yes like yeah, totally. and grind yeah, totally. and, yeah. and like it's like cool be, and now. fucking yeah. like we know how to talk to investors and rich yeah, people and like sick. yeah you know not yeah. fuck rich people like we need like yeah. in that outline mm. of money it's like there's no not really like maybe there is not really like you gotta play the game it's not like let's get middle middle class like mums and dads into buying our art like piecemeal it's like yeah let's get in bed with people who are gonna like buy all of my works for the next five years absolutely i want i want derek x and mobile to buy my work, yeah, totally. you know. Yeah. I want the CIA to fund my. Do you fucking? fucking uh, okay, that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> that we'll, <laughs> no, no, that's not a conspiracy theory. The CIA, right? yeah, okay, the cool. CIA yeah. funded it like American yeah. abstract expressionist yeah. work as yes. part of the like culture wars yeah. of the Cold War. Cool. 100%. Okay, so we, we'll, no longer in the shadows. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what I want to fucking talk about is Michael Reed Art Bar. Do you know about that place? <laughs> Michael Reed has like 500 <laughs> galleries. But he's got a gallery in the fucking casino now. Really? I don't really yeah. know much about him, but we stumbled across, we did oh an episode God. in uh, It's the yeah. Star, right? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we were talking about Sam Hodges' work there. Oh, fuck, that was a which, funny like, gallery. Which Sam really loved. He was like, um, I love that you guys like thought it was stupid because like I thought so too. <laughs> like the gallery, yeah. this is ridiculously stupid, yeah. but yeah. the work is pretty good. Yeah, totally. Was like, yeah. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know much about Michael Reed. I see him everywhere. Yeah. I don't know that much about him either. I just know he has galleries everywhere. He has so many artists. It's just like, kind of like, I mean, there's like a kind of price cap with that kind of gallery, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you, you can only, it's kind of like mom and pop artwork. Like you were talking about like, right. kind of like hot moms. Yeah. Yes. It's like hot mom art. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I kind of see that. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I kind of. Call me old fashioned, but I like the idea of a stable, like a really core stable of artists that the gallery yeah. really gets behind. Yeah, like fucking galleries cool. yeah. with a fucking focus. Like yes, I really fuck with that. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, like even like so back in the day when I was with like Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved being part of Alaska projects. Yeah, it's I like, love that guy. We that's how we got into guy. art. Yeah, pretty much. That was yeah. so, that was such a cool time. Was like, yeah. When yeah. that first started, I was. I like, feel yeah. so old, being like, yeah. back in my day, yeah, 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 right. right. yeah. yeah. he was yeah. in a car park. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But we didn't cool. have white cubes back in <laughs> yeah. my day. Yeah, totally. there were yellow stripes on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, all all the artists did kind of like work with each other yeah, it was like a smaller group we all yeah. kind of like hung out and talked to each other it felt like a yeah. like a vibe that's yeah. why yeah. i really fuck with nasha because yeah. it kind of feels this like obviously radically different yeah. spaces sure. and energies and vibes sure. but it's like you know like a smaller stable like super close and tight-knit like mm. in a group chat like mm, cool. wow. like it's Damn, sick. what happens in the nasha group chat um, uh, so James talks a lot about Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah. It's mostly me like threatening completely. them. Um, I'm, I, sometimes I feel like I'm too mean to them, but I think it's kind of fun and jovial. But like, I'm, I'm trying to get James to take like screenshots of like, um, like flowers for me on Red Dead okay, Redemption. Cool, yeah. I'm like, if you find a still life, can you just take a, like, can you like shoot it and take yeah. a photo of it? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be really nice. Cause like, I haven't found any flowers. I'm like, where's my fucking flowers, James? <laughs> awesome. 
sending each other silly memes, TikToks. Yeah, you know, cool. it's just like such like a like wow. a like, it's a, like, like a, a proper. Yeah, it's not just like, hey, did someone take my milk from the fridge? It's like <laughs> yeah. a proper no. Chat. That's <laughs> it's cool. like yeah. um, okay. me and Flynn sent a photo of um, me and Flynn sent a photo of like the first work that we drew um, in the studio, which <laughs> was like Rule Thirty Four, like Tanton from Star Wars. <laughs> so, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would there love to it see is. That. NSFW. It'll be described on the pod. <laughs> Oh my god, it's um Tantan fucking um rule thirty-four, which is like I'm sure our fucking listeners know, but it's like <laughs> pornographic scene. Can we put this on our fucking yeah. story? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hot. She Beautiful. has like great mark making. I was very proud of that one. <laughs> I, I kind of like really focused on like drawing like a like really sexy, sultry eyes and like a nice cinched waist. Then I kind of like drew the man that's currently like staring at her coochie. But like I just kind of gave up with him on that point. He yeah. wasn't important. <laughs> totally, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's going to go on the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Official first story on the, 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 the front, front cover. Breaking yeah. news. Yeah. Breaking. Um, cool. I think that's kind of it. I think that's all Gorgeous. we wanted to know. Um, mission complete. We did it, Joe. We fucking completed. We got all the side quests completed. I'm trying to think of like a video game analogy, but it's not coming to me, so it doesn't matter. A hundred percent. I collected all of the beans in yeah. the Prisoner of Azkaban video game. <laughs> yeah, the beans. Yeah, the bean. The first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those games were good. True. We hundred percent speed run. This oh yeah. Shit. yeah, not to not to to drag this part any longer, but my yeah. favorite fucking like shithole video game moment was yeah. like finishing the Harry Potter video game <laughs> and trying to end it and going into the fucking like train home and like Professor McGonagall was just like, "You can't leave school yet, Harry. You haven't collected everything from the bean room." <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, "Fuck this game. <laughs> Fuck the bean room. Fuck yeah." Cool. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thanks for, for having listening. me. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you so that much. That was really too. fun. That was super fun. Uh, do you have anything you need to plug or would like to plug? Uh, solo show on the 8th of December at Nasha. Um, the title for it is um, Three Drafts of the Same Poem. It's about being ghosted by an emotionally unavailable Brisbane DJ. Beautiful. We'll see you there. Amazing. Work. Okay, bye. See ya.